Welcome to the Adaptive Special Needs Career Podcast, where our mission is to inspire others towards a career working with the adaptive special needs population. If the podcast is helpful to you, please consider writing a review, rating it, and sharing it on social media. You never know how a simple review or share on social media could lead someone into picking a career working with the special needs population. I am so excited about today's interview. We have an amazing man named Mark Slavin, and he is the president of a nonprofit organization that he started called North Texas Blind Soccer Association. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great. So, Mark, why don't you start out by just telling our listeners a little bit about your nonprofit and what what the mission of your nonprofit is and who you serve? Okay. Well, uh, North Texas Blind Soccer was created to support the blind community uh, in the North Texas area. We teach a game called Five-A-Side Blind Soccer, uh, which has been around since the late 1920s and is just now making its way to the United States. So there are grassroots organizations popping up all over the U.S. So I took the reins uh, here in North Texas and created this program to give uh, children and adults with visual disabilities an opportunity to play an amazing organized sport. That's incredible. So what made you decide to specifically cater to children and adults that had visual impairments? I have a visual impairment myself. I have been diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, and it's a condition to where, depending on when the onset is, uh, I have late onset, the progression is slow over time. So you lose your sight over the course of many, many years. And because of that, and how I've learned to navigate the world and navigate uh, sports as well as blind sports, I felt the calling to share all that information and all that knowledge uh, with families uh, so they have a full understanding that uh, their children or their uh, blind relatives can participate in an organized sport such as soccer. That's amazing. I think it's even more amazing that you know you're considered legally blind and you have that disability and here you are, you know, serving other people with the same types of disability. That's, that's truly incredible. And I can relate a lot, a lot to that. You know, I was diagnosed with a learning disability when I was four years old. And as a result of that learning disability, we started our company special strong. And now all we do is work with people that have, you know, either a mental, physical or cognitive challenge. So I can, I can relate a lot to you. So tell us a little bit more uh, about your organization. What is what does it typically look like to be involved in your organization? What types of things are you doing? Are you hosting events? You know, what does that look like? Absolutely. So we founded the organization in October of 2021. We serve children as young as four years old, all the way to adults. We currently have uh, 13 youth enrolled in the program. And we've spent our inaugural season practicing the skills that you need to participate in the game. So as we've developed these skills, we're getting to the point where we'll start playing games. As these other grassroots programs around the country start to build their youth programs, eventually we'll have interstate tournaments and competitions that these kids can be involved in. And when they get old enough, they'll have opportunities to go to a U.S. Association of Blind Athletes ID soccer camp and potentially make the cut for the national team and play in the Paralympics. Wow, that's incredible. Have you had any athletes that have been able to uh, go to the national level through your organization? Not at this time. So the national team, they're just in the process of 
running these ID camps and trying to find players that could potentially be on that team. Uh, so we haven't sent any players to the uh, ID camps that, that have basically just started. So the U.S. has a big push. USABA is in control of the five-a-side blind soccer national team for men and women. And so as they set up these camps and they get players involved, the end goal is to try to fill the team for the 2028 Olympics, which is going to be held in Los Angeles this year. And the main reason for the push for that particular one, because it's the host country, the U.S. automatically gets a bid to compete in the Olympics. We don't have to win to get there. We just get to go. And we're uh, so far behind all other countries because they've been doing it since the 20s and 30s and 40s. So we have a lot of ground to cover. However, on the women's side, women's five-a-side blind soccer is fairly new around the globe. It's just now starting to take off. So there is a push to try to get a women's team together for the 2024 Paralympics, I believe, in France. Wow, that's I love that. We've got a lot of exciting things on the horizon, it sounds like. Yes, yes, absolutely. So so right now, our, our focus is teaching the youth and adults the skills necessary and try to create opportunities for us to actually compete, if not just against ourselves, against other teams that are starting to pop up in the area. So as you know, you know the mission of our podcast is ultimately to inspire our listeners to potentially consider a career working with the adaptive special needs population. So, you know, in your case, you had a visual impairment and that resulted in a passion for other people that had visual impairments, which ultimately led to starting your own nonprofit organization. And I think there are other people out there that maybe they can also relate to a very specific uh, type of people group for lots of different reasons. And what advice would you give to them as far as starting something like you did that they're really passionate about? What's that first step that you took, you know, to go from just working in your regular career to starting a nonprofit specializing in what you're passionate about? The first step was to reach out to an organization that supports the type of people I was looking to support. So I was going to support uh, people with visual impairment. So I reached out to the U.S. Association for Blind Athletes. So if you have a passion uh, for a particular type of group, then I would say find an organization that supports that group and start a conversation, open dialogue about what your ideas are, what you're thinking. And that way you can immediately get connected to resources that can help you move that forward as quickly as possible. That's really good advice. So do you have any success stories that you can share with our listeners, you know, about some of the athletes that have been in your program and just how it's transformed their lives? We are fairly new and every practice feels like a success story (laughs) to coach 13 visually impaired youth can be a major undertaking, but these kids are so optimistic. They are so positive and so willing to learn. It really takes all the work out of my hands because they just, they want it so badly to participate in this sport and be a part of it. So Mark, you mentioned that you just started the nonprofit in 2021. And so it's about a year old now. So what are some of the challenges that you've experienced starting the nonprofit in the last year? Sure. The the biggest challenge for me was financial. 
Uh, I didn't want uh, money to ever be a barrier for anyone wanting to participate in this sport. Uh, so I approached it with the goal to make sure we had plenty of resources and different avenues to make sure kids had the equipment they needed, uniforms, practice facilities, all that was covered by the association. So I'd never really done a lot of fundraising, so I'm pretty green at that. I'm really good at bringing things together, but as far as um, specifics on certain things like fundraising, I really needed a lot of support in that area. Uh, surprisingly, everybody that I reached out to, whether it was for fundraising or just to help me promote this league and get the information out to the masses, uh, they were very accommodating. I don't know if it was just my overall passion when we talked about it or if I just picked the right people to talk to, uh, but we were able to drive everything forward quickly, uh, which was uh, amazing. And then the league has grown so fast in such a short amount of time. I can't believe it was just last October when this was just an idea. And now we've completed a full season. Wow, that is incredible. So how much would you say that it's cost you so far um, with the nonprofit, you know, forming the nonprofit expenses, you know, obviously raising money for the athletes to be able to do these classes? What has that looked like for you so far? Uh, I would say overall, all cost has been uh, fairly minimal. I would say it's, you know, probably two, $3,000 has been spent. Majority of that's been uh, fundraised through uh, GroupMe fundraisers or Facebook fundraisers. And then we have uh, the Texas Association for Blind Athletes that has a $750 uh, grant that they give out every year to different blind sports. And since currently we were the only soccer organization, we got that full grant. So we were able to use all that money. Uh, to help buy equipment, soccer balls, uh, uniforms for our, our youth players, uh, and to pay for field rentals uh, uh, when we had to do that. That's great. And is your organization tax exempt? Have you been able to obtain that yet? Uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, we're, we're working on that. So, but it, it should be. That's great. So tell us a little bit about some of the rewards uh, working with these athletes who are blind. You know, what, is it, what does it feel like to be able to do that? I mean, it must be incredibly rewarding. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it fills my heart every day. Thinking about um, going to practice and participating in practice with the youth and the adults. The blind community is something amazing. Uh, if you've never been around a large group of blind people, I highly recommend you find some sort of event and go. And I'm going to use um, uh, blind baseball as an example. Uh, I participated in the World Series in 2016 for blind baseball. And so you had 200 blind men and women all in one area. And as you stand around a large group of people who can't see, introductions are typically made when you bump into somebody. And then you start, the question is, hey, who's that? I was like, oh, it's Mark with the Roadrunners. Oh, hey, this is Steve with the Blackhawks. And <laughs> it's like, no one's a stranger. It's the most beautiful thing ever. And so I get to experience that every time I step onto a pitch with all these beautiful children and adults with visual impairments. Well, I have to say, Mark, your, your passion really just comes out. It's so evident that you love what you do, and it's obviously incredibly rewarding to you. And you also have a full-time career doing something else. Is that right? Uh, yes, that is correct. So I'm 
also a licensed massage therapist. And this was um, a career change for me three years ago. I used to work with children and families for 20 years as a uh, executive director of early childhood. Um, I became a massage therapist so I could keep working even though, even though I have a, a sight loss. And uh, massage therapy was a great field because I don't need to use my eyes as a massage therapist, just my hands. I love that. And is, have you ever considered maybe working with people who have different disabilities as an LMT? I know there's a huge need there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I also, in my spare time, I do a lot of research about different things that can not only support my clients I see, but can su support um, individuals with disabilities uh, through the use of massage therapy. That's great. Well, Mark, we love what you do. We love your heart for this community. And person, I just want to say thank you for you know opening up this nonprofit here in North Texas to uh, to serve a very underserved population. I also just want to say thank you for being on our show today, and maybe we'll have you back sometime. Yes, sir. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our Adaptive Special Needs Podcast. Join us each week as we interview professionals who serve the special needs population. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you in a few weeks.